ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, August 20th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can phone the program by calling the Miller White phone lines 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. You can find the show on Facebook by searching The Drive with Paul Swan. That's how you get a hold of me. And now we begin the show. Pretty quiet day, actually. Uh, we got, of course, another week or so to go until we can actually talk game day. I mean, we could talk game day now, but just not much coming out from the VMI camp. Really, you can't find much about them. I would have to actually probably physically go to VMI practice just to kind of get a feel for what's VMI about. You don't really hear much about them, not much chatter, not much social media about VMI football. I'm not trying to make this a big letdown. It's just there's really not much out there from VMI football. So we're just going to instead just be excited that it's thundering herd football that takes place, and that's coming up. And, uh, wow, we've got a lot of days still to go, but it's rapidly approaching. I mean, you just realize it. Uh, today is the 20th, and they're going to play in less than two weeks. Are they ready? Pretty much. I, I would say so. I would say they're pretty ready. So we've got that to get into. And uh, there's a few things I want to get into with you today. Um, I'm going to go with probably the, the most lighthearted story of the day first, and then uh, we'll really get into uh, some of the things that are going on. Um, you know how I feel about bowl games. And if you don't, let me just uh, reiterate that. I think there are too many of them. Too many bowl games. My argument is there's so many that we've got teams that have 500 records and under 500 records that are going to bowl games. And I know ESPN needs programming and content, and this makes up that programming and content. And schools use this as a recruiting tool. So any school with a 6-6 six and six record and maybe a, a good enough conference where they've got enough bowl tie-ins can get into a bowl and possibly win the bowl. And then they've got a bowl trophy. They've got something they can recruit to. They can tell every recruit, hey, you come here. You get to play in bowl games. We've won six of them. We've won seven of them. And, you know, they show off the bowl trophies. Coaches love showing the rings. And everybody does it. And that's a story that I was reading on USA Today, not that directly, but recruiting budgets are going up immensely. And we'll delve into that a little bit. But I'm just not a fan. Some of these games just meaningless. You've got mediocre teams playing. You've got, I mean, television ratings are hit or miss. It partially depends on the matchup, partially depends on when they're playing, what day it is. They're hit or miss. So I can't just offer you a blanket statement that says, hey, they're all healthy or they're all terrible because there are some successes and there's some misfires when it comes to these bowls. You watch them on TV and you see these empty stadiums. And it's not for the stadium. This is a television product. It used to be the bowl game was a way, it's a tourism. It's always been a tourism trap. It's a way to market and it's a way to, to bring tourism dollars in. 
I mean, that's the whole goal of the bowl game. It wasn't to crown the best football champion. It wasn't to do that. It sort of has become the way we, well, we determine the best football teams by the bowls, but it wasn't really that in mind because you'd have the Sun Bowl. And, by the way, we're going to talk about the Sun Bowl in a minute. You had the Orange Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Well, you know, the Orange Bowl is promoting oranges. The Peach Bowl is promoting peaches. Cotton industry promoting cotton. These are the big old bowls. And, of course, now, you know, anybody can have a bowl. I mean, Gasparilla Bowl, um, everybody's got a bowl. Everybody's hawking something. And so I'm not a big fan of all the bowls, but at the same time, if the kids like football, they like to play football, and they like to continue their career, and they get one more shot, and despite what some of the Virginia Tech players um, said and the story that came out a few days ago that they not all were on board with beating Marshall to become bowl eligible, killing the theory that the, you know these kids all want to go to a bowl, those kids were done. Some of those kids were just done with the season. Uh, they had enough, though, to get the job done. They beat Marshall. They become bowl eligible. They had enough to, to get through that. But that was an interesting story. And then today, the Sun Bowl – and probably my new favorite bowl name. And I will say this, Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, you were my favorite bowl, you're now number two. Because today, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, they announced that they are in partnership with the Sun Bowl. And it's now going to be named, not the Frosted Flakes Bowl, that would have been the too obvious connection. You, you could have called the Frosted Flakes Bowl and... The jokes would have been fast and furious and constant, and I would have lampooned this thing. No. Instead, the Sun Bowl has now been renamed the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's right. The Tony Tiger Sun Bowl. And I've seen the logo, and let me tell you, it's great. No pun intended. It's got the Tony the Tiger head. It's got, it's in like in a crest, you know, maybe like a, a, a soccer-type shield crest. It's the Tony the Tiger head there, and it's the Tony Tiger Sun Bowl text. And there's a uh, there's like a five-pronged uh, gold star down at the bottom of the crest. Uh, yeah, look for this. Google this thing. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm not a big bowl fan, but I wouldn't mind the herd playing in this thing. Now, some things would have to happen because this is a December 31st bowl game. It's going to take place uh, December 31st this year, and it features the ACC and Pac-12. It's a multi-year partnership, so this is going to be the Tony the Tiger Bowl for a few years at least. Uh, also, Tony the Tiger is the, this is the marketing materials here, the first mascot to lend his name to a college football bowl game. Um this is uh, something that was um, interesting to me. There's uh, another thing they're doing, which, again, with everything I say about not liking these games, there are at least some things you can say that are pretty beneficial. For example, in 1935, the first-ever Sun Bowl was played to benefit underprivileged children and to finance improvements for the El Paso High School Stadium. So that's pretty cool. That's a great reason. I mean, you're going to make some money here. You're going to help some kids. 
and you're going to fund some needed. I mean, really, you're going to fund projects that need funding, and that's a that's a great mission. And so they're going to try to do something like that again with the Sun Bowl. Of course, they should. I mean, he's Tony the Tiger. I mean, he's a, he's your childhood mascot. At least if you liked sugary Frosted Flakes, or if you you ate granola. You know, you you missed out on your childhood if you you know you you ate Cheerios. I'm sorry, just your childhood was not the same. So Tony the Tiger is not only going to usher in a new golden era of Sun Bowls. He's also going to help children. They're going to actually do something. Um, they're going to help uh, at-risk middle school sports programs, and uh, they're going to do some things. That's cool. That I I like that kind of stuff. So I make fun of these things, but at the same time. You know, anytime you can help an underprivileged kid, yeah, you're all right by me. But I'm a little jealous that Marshall doesn't get a chance to go play in this thing, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I might have to actually order a hat. All right, we got some serious things to get into. I mean, not not depressing, but serious things to get into. Uh, we know another piece of the Marshall basketball schedule. Where's the Marshall basketball schedule? I know it's sitting somewhere. It's probably uh, on the printer right now. As we speak, it's there. They're probably looking it over, perusing it. I do know one game. We'll talk about that. We will get into your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Be a part of today's program. Also on your host, we are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Well, last night the Nationals beat the Pirates. They had four home runs. Beat the Pirates 13-0. We'll have Pirates baseball again for you tonight. Yeah, that's right. Pirates continue trying to get some wins. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I know it hasn't been looking good for the Pirates, and it's been decent for the Reds. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for hockey. I'm ready for everything. I'm ready for baseball to end, and let's just get on with the gridiron stuff. Let's get on with the sports on the ice. Let's get into the gymnasium, play some basketball. I'm ready for some baseball to end. I'm ready for a basketball schedule. I don't have one yet. I don't have the complete schedule. We're still waiting for that. I'm sure it's going to be coming any day now. Any day now. Hopefully we'll get that schedule. And uh, another game popped up Thursday, December 19th. Uh, EKU will be coming into the Cam Henderson Center to take on your Marshall Thundering Herd. So you can pin that one in if you've been putting together a makeshift schedule. Uh, I'd love to see a schedule. I'd like to see if we can get one sooner than later. We're getting a little bit closer to the start of basketball season. We're scheduled. Where's the schedule? That's all I'm going to say. Where's the schedule? But EKU on the schedule, that makes sense. you got to have EKU. That's a good game, actually, to have. I should play them every year. Marshall should play them every year. Just because the fact that it's close by, it makes sense. Easy to, easy to get to. I mean, really, it's a it's 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 easy to get to. So here's a here's what we got so far for the schedule. We these are the date we have, and of course, if um, 
you're trying to piece this thing together, you need to go and scratch out who announced this, who announced that. I mean, you've got um, you got the conference schedule. You've got Notre Dame. You've got Florida. You got Duquesne. You got EKU now. Uh, there'll be a few more games uh, coming up, but we don't have the full picture just yet. So waiting on the basketball schedule and EKU added to the schedule. Should be excited for that one. I think actually basketball is probably going to be a, a lot more of an exciting place to be coming off the uh, postseason tournament victory. Thundering Herds winning. You're feeling good. Get Dan D'Antoni, who has uh, been such a personable guy. I mean, that's his secret sauce. The guy is just personable. He goes into a room and he's personable to everybody. Loves to talk. Hasn't met a stranger. He's a guy that you see him in the community. You see him out. He's at festivals. He's he's got his own restaurant. He's doing a lot of things to be seen and be a participant in the community. And I think that's working out for him. Don't you agree? I mean, basketball has had this mediocre rise. It's now... I don't want to say it's ever going to be on par with football as far as the finances and a few other things, but it's it's back to close to being where it should be. But basketball was this was a basketball school at least in in my youth. Marshall was a football school after the fact, but again, after years and years of trying to rebuild, Marshall football finally came back into uh, prominence. But for the longest time, Marshall's been a basketball school in my mind. And as a, as a child, you know, you can understand Marshall was going to the NCAA tournament a lot, having some success, at least in the Southern Conference. You, know, you get to the MAC, and then it just it evaporates. There were some decent runs, and you know, I think there were some stumbles along the way. They, they dropped the ball. There were probably a couple of teams that could have made the NIT if there was really uh, a stronger push. And the administration – could have maybe done better by the basketball team, but that's in the past now. And you see uh, what Danny's been able to do. I think he's really been able to refresh and revitalize that team, that, that program, spruce up the Henderson Center best you can. You, that's the building you got for many more years to come. So they've tried to really, uh, as best they could, spruce it up and, and, and make it look better. And I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to try to do here for the upcoming season. So, you know, that's what we got as far as basketball is concerned. But Thundering Herd haven't released that schedule yet. We're, we're going to probably get it in a few days. I really hope we're going to see that in a few days because we're getting that much closer. I mean, I know football hasn't even started, but we're talking basketball. At least I'm talking basketball because, you know, yesterday I see the, the EKU thing and trying to put this together a little bit. And, by the way um, – if you're a parent, you're probably going to make your kid sad because I was looking at that date and thinking, why is that date significant? Let's see. Um, let's see. What What is significant with that date here? Let me pull it back up here. Um, there's a reason. I was looking at that date thinking, you know, what's, a, what's significant about that date? Um, let's see. Okay, I've got the uh, – by the way – EKU's got a really nice schedule. Chattanooga, they've got uh, Western Kentucky. Um, December nineteenth, yeah, December nineteenth is um, there's a there's a Hollywood blockbuster being released that day. 
Um, and that's all I'm going to say. There's a Hollywood blockbuster that's coming out, and uh, your kids are probably going to want to go see that. So keep that in mind uh, as you uh, are uh, preparing to disappoint your child that they can't go see this uh, summer-esque blockbuster that they show in winter. All right, Marshall Soccer today. Um, back in the news, Marshall men's soccer head coach Chris Grossi adding a couple to his staff. Uh, he's got uh, an assistant coach, Josh Fega and an assistant strength and conditioning coach, Sam Black. They're going to be a part of the squad. And there's another sport. We don't talk enough about that. They're starting ultra fast. Soccer gets underway faster than everybody else because you've got the women taking on Michigan on the 22nd, so a couple days away. And then you've got the men at UNC Asheville. That's coming up on Friday. Then on Saturday, you've got the – Green and white scrimmage for volleyball. And so soccer soccer dots the landscape for a few days. And when we get to August 30th, you know what we've got? We've got women's soccer. You've got cross country. You've got volleyball versus UT Martin. 10 a.m. Friday. That's the schedule I have. Men's soccer is on the road at Purdue-Fort Wayne. And then volleyball is at Indiana 8 p.m. That's my guess right there is um, they're jamming it all in because Saturday is football. But volleyball's uh, taking on UT Martin or taking on Indiana, soccer, Purdue, Fort Wayne. So a lot of things happening. If you are wondering when the start of this stuff begins, it's starting now, to be honest with you. It's really sped up on us quickly because you know, last time I was I was checking here Marshall was playing for a uh, conference uh, basketball championship didn't get that far and then they get into the CIT and win that and next thing you know hey we're talking football again it's back all right we're gonna take a break we'll come back and um, we'll go over what's happening in the rest of the day your phone calls are welcome as well it's the drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Okay, I've um, been working for you. I don't have a exact day or time, but I can tell you this. The basketball schedule is almost upon us as far as being ready to be released. I know the reason why it's not out. And I'm not telling you, but it's it's a good reason, and it's coming up soon. We'll have that basketball schedule for you. Um, so uh, we'll have that sooner than later, and uh, it's um, – I'm excited. I, I know you are. I'm excited, so we'll see that soon. So the basketball schedule is coming up. And uh, today – today's kind of a, a weird day because it's the start of the week of welcome. It is, is today – is today like the precursor, or does it actually begin? Moving in, is the week of welcome part of the move-in? You know the week of welcome, right? Gabriel Sellers, our, our in-studio engineer and producer, you remember the week of welcome? It was, what, what two years for you now? Are you, um, are you over it yet? You, were, you seemed like you were scarred a couple years ago from everything you had to do. 
I mean, that was the impression you gave me. You gave me the impression that, you know, but then again, you're a Huntington kid, so it felt like it was redundant for you, a lot of things that were going on. For these kids coming into Huntington, coming into Marshall, this is something that they don't know anything about anything, and they're coming in. And so move-in day kicks off the week of welcome, and the good news is Marshall's actually, they're not, not saying how much yet because they don't have the, the final tally, but they're saying that they're looking to see a significant increase in the number of freshmen, so that's good. More freshmen are coming in, and they also said that the, there's an uptick in the number of students that are living in residence halls. That's good, too, because Marshall, as far as I can remember, has been commuter you. You you go home on Friday nights, do your laundry, and you watch your beloved high school football or something like that. And then Saturday you look over and you don't see a multitude of students watching the football game. Where are you at? Oh, went home for the weekend. Mom's doing laundry. So you get more students living in residence. That's good. Of course, your commuter school, it's easy to get to Huntington from a lot of destinations in the state of West Virginia. Uh, but it, it was adorable today because uh, you had uh, President Jerome Gilbert. You had Marco. Um, they were greeting students this morning. They were greeting students. You know, you, you had your your president probably taking selfies with everybody. and That's his thing now. Some presidents have bad bow ties. Other presidents like selfies. Marshall's president is a selfie guy. And um, they're going to, of course speak to the entire class, they're going to do the big group photo, they're going to take them all over, special events for them. That's pretty cool, though, because they didn't have that when I went to Marshall. That wasn't a thing. There wasn't a week of welcome. Now, I don't know how I would have taken to it, because there was sort of a tour, and I'm like, I don't need a tour. I know the place. I'm from here. I don't need, yeah, okay, yeah, I know where Smith Hall's at. I'm good. I know where the student center's at. I'm good. I know where Fairfield's at. Yep, good. Got that. I know it all. I will. I live here all my life. I know. I know where it's at. And freshmen, they they don't know. They don't know this stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty cool that uh, everybody's uh, doing the, uh, the week of welcome. And that's going to continue. Uh, I'm looking at some of the photos now, the uh, – Marshall sent some of the photos over, and it's it's like a thundering herd. You know, all these kids descending upon, and you got you got move-in crews as well. And uh, there's a great photo of uh, of President Marco hanging out, just welcome, welcome, welcome. Just you know, it's adorable. It really is. It's it's adorable that uh, yeah, that you've got that happening. You never you know, that never happened. That, that hadn't happened before. Can you imagine pre- past Marshall presidents doing that? I mean, Dale Nitsky, will you imagine? Okay, Nitsky might have done it. He he might have done it. But uh, I know this is a fun time for everyone involved at Marshall because that means uh, they're going to be pretty busy for the next week. And uh, don't forget, there are a couple of events. Um, the, the event in the Capitol, maybe not so much for you if you are um, more of a Huntington Denison. But next week, 
we've got the the Thundering Herd rally part of uh, our Pullman Square Summer Concert Series. So that's coming up next week. Got the Doc Holiday Show coming up next week as well. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Is I want to see the logistics on this because you've got to get the party from Pullman Square and then get take some of that party away and you got to take that party and take it over to the coach's show. And Doc's got to hit those events. Which I'm sure he's got a personal Uber. I don't know. Or somebody's going to ferry him around. I mean, maybe a sports information director, Jason Corrier, he's going to be driving him from event to event. I, I don't know. But next week's going to be a very busy week for Herd fans across the Tri-State. you got the event coming up in Charleston here in a couple of days. You've got, of course, our event. Um, we're going to have We Are Marshall. By the way, a Movies on the River, that's a promotion one of our sister stations does. That's going to be happening. We Are Marshall. And I know that's a big part of Week of Welcome, right? Show the kids We Are Marshall. Let them see the film. Let them see McConaughey in those terrible-looking suits. This is a representation of the Marshall story. Not the true representation, but a, a close enough facsimile of the Marshall story with um, Bad Suit and All by Matthew McConaughey, which the man's a tremendous actor. Just deciding to pick the wardrobe for that film, maybe you should have... I digress. I digress. But the, yeah, we got a lot of things coming up. And I'll tell you what. We're at the point now where I think we are Marshall entering that movie realm. Sports movies just you, uh, don't don't matter what age group you are in, when you were born, it's starting to enter that realm of films that you greatest sports films of all time. I mean, sure, it did have box office dominance, but how many sports films really do? But you, you see it come up and list all the time. And for a while, I forget which cable channel was showing it, but I could, I could all hours of the night, I could just turn on that cable channel and find We Are Marshall. Seriously. It was like a few good men. Remember, I think that was on TNT every other movie. For years. And now we are Marshalls getting into that realm where, yeah, that's the sports movie. That's one of these sports movies. You got Rudy. You got We Are Marshall. That's in there. Throw in a few Costner movies. Okay, every sports movie that Costner has done, throw all of those in. Just get a lot of bags of popcorn. We can have a Costner night of all those movies, but... That's going to be a fun event. Because I'm sure for a lot of those kids, that might be the first time seeing We Are Marshall. Go hang out. Movies on the River. Our sister station. Hits 97.9 is what we used to call it, but it's River now. River 97.9. And that'll be fun. All right, we're going to take our last break, come back, and we will wrap this one up on this very bare-bones, dry, not much happening, the quiet before the storm. This is the move-in day edition of the show. Tomorrow is going to be more action-packed. 
But we've got it for you today here. We're holding the fort down for you one more day before we start ramping it up here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, August 20th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines, as always, open at 877-420-TALK. We do not shut them down except for guest interviews and you can join the program that way. Miller Lite Hold True Great Taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer coming up on the program tomorrow. I've got two guests. First, we're going to uh, talk with Robert Harris, Vice President, Executive Tournament Director, Military Tribute at the Greenbrier. So he's going to join us on the program. Also, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. He's going to join us on the Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, I actually talked to David a couple of days ago, and he's going to come down here in a few weeks. We're going to do a show together. That guy um, that guy will be amazed at the wonderland that is the Kendrick Communications Radio Studios. I'm just going to say that, not to, not to build that up. So uh, we, um, we got a big show tomorrow. I really do. Uh, so I'm excited. We got, uh, again, Robert Harris joining us tomorrow on the program. Uh, we're going to talk golf with him. And um, military uh, tribute at the Greenbrier. Going to be on the schedule for a few more years, the, the PGA. So that's exciting news, to say the least. I, I missed the earlier date for it. And I think they've, they've done a good job. They've changed the dynamic of it. A lot of people would go, and, of course, the concerts were a big part of it for them, but they changed the dynamic of that, and it's more of a uh, – it's still a touristy event, but it's still bringing in uh, a lot of people. But it's not concerts. You don't think of it. You actually were talking to golf now. I think that's where the focus is. Uh, some quarterback news coming out of Morgantown today. Uh, Oklahoma graduate transfer Austin Kendall. He was named the starting quarterback for the opener against James Madison. That's uh, according to Neil Brown Tuesday. He uh, made the, uh, the announcement. Makes sense. You got a guy backed up Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. That's a, that's a pedigree right there. Those two were pretty good quarterbacks. Now, I'm interested to see if the potential lives up because the guy has completed 28 of 39 passes for 265 yards and three touchdowns without interceptions. That's his college career. That's his career. But you're getting a guy comes in, he knows the offenses and the um, grand scheme of things, knows what to expect, Big 12, I can't wait for that game. Oklahoma, West Virginia, I'm looking forward to that game. I, I think that's going to be must-see TV in college football. Oklahoma, West Virginia. Hopefully West Virginia is uh, going to live up to, uh, you know, they've got some early uh, early hype, a little bit. I mean, nobody's expecting them to have a, a monster year, but get this thing going. And, and honestly, I've been impressed with Neil Brown. I like how this guy operates. When they made the hire, and I dug a little bit more into it, to, just to, to research it myself, 
And West Virginia made a real good hire here with Neil Brown. I like his disposition. I like the way he handles himself. I like the way that uh, he runs the program from what I've seen. Seems like he's personable. Seems like he gets it. He's outgoing. I mean, you've got to you got to be so outgoing now. You can't just be a, a college football coach or a college basketball coach. You can't do it. You have to be front and center. You have to be the face of the program. You have to be the lead salesman. You've got to be the head cheerleader. You've got to be the guy shaking hands. I mean, you've got to be almost a politician. It's not like the pros where you can just go and coach football. I mean, you still have to be that kind of guy, but it's a completely different dynamic when you're a college football coach. You're the head football coach. Head football coach of uh, sometimes the state institution, sometimes just the institution that uh, serves a, a lot of a community and lots of area. But you got to be the head cheerleader. You do. I, mean, I, I don't know what coaching is going to look like here in the next 10, 15 years or what the men are going to look like that take on this role. But we've just scratched the surface, and social media ain't going to get it done. You can tweet. You can post on Facebook. You can do all that. Yeah, that's as expected. But I think at the heart of the matter, you got to be you got to be the, the CEO in so many aspects because support is so fickle. The alumni aren't happy. Not paying attention. You're not winning enough, or you're not winning championships. You're not paying attention. You're not personable. Um, you. You're not out in the community enough. So many things. Have you have you noticed that? And the reason I bring some of that up is uh, just briefly, because um, there's so much more here than I can I can really get into. I just don't want to read the story verbatim. But USA Today has an investigation story. NCAA school spending on college football recruiting is skyrocketing, and. They look at Georgia. Georgia is rolling big time with the money right now. In their story, they said from fiscal years 2016 through 2018, Georgia's football recruiting expenditures totaled just over $1.5 million more than any other of the nation's 52 public Power 5 universities. And why is that? Coach Kirby Smart. He has come in, and the recruiting budget has increased, and they have to spend more now. So it costs a lot more, and this is what they attributed him saying. When you're in the SEC, you better be able to compete at the highest level. That's across the line of scrimmage. That's in the administration buildings. That's in what you can do for student-athletes, and he said that they've been able to do that. And it's shown Georgia is a contender. Georgia's now a contender every year. And I, again, I love USA Today because, you know, bless USA Today. They get it when it comes to uh, their digital stories because, boy, they can, they can drop a spreadsheet in the middle of a, a story like it's nobody's business. And now, okay, Marshall's not going to be in this spreadsheet because, well, we're talking a different level here but if you're looking at your expenses for recruiting 
Georgia, from 2013 to 18, let's, okay, I'll, just, I'll give it to you this way. Georgia, fiscal year 2018, expense $2,626,622, a percentage change from 2013 to 18, a 351.7%. That's some cheddar they're dropping there. They're dropping some serious cheddar, and it's, it's head and shoulders above a lot. Now, if you're kind of curious, just for comparison, SEC will give you Kentucky. Kentucky's expenditure is under a million, and that's a 57% increase from the 2013-18 term. So Kentucky's dropping more money now in recruiting, and I think you've seen the benefits there. Ohio State doesn't even – yeah, they're close, but they're, they're not even spending a million, and that's come up. West Virginia, they're up 18.7%. Uh, 2018 expense, 626311 And that's not even the biggest piece of the pie in the Big 12. Big 12, big dog is Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Iowa State. Now, dollars spent, not the same for everybody. Because for some schools, you get private jets. Other schools, you're, you're traveling a different way. Traveling sometimes is a major part of the expenditure. So it's really not apples. It's not apples to apples. It's not oranges to oranges. But now you're seeing the expenditures go up in all facets of the game. Where is that going to leave the schools in a group of five? Because, again, group of five schools can't match this. They can't match this level because it's just going to go up and up and up. Some schools have money to burn. And you put that money into recruiting, you expect results. That's what Georgia's done. But Marshall isn't going to be able to spend that kind of money. They're not going to get into that ballpark. And a lot of schools like that aren't going to be able to spend that money. If you're in a state like Florida and you're FAU, you're FIU, you don't maybe have to spend that much because you don't have to go far. You just draw a circle around your campus and say, go get them. Attack here first, and you can put together a winning football team. I mean, we think you got the Florida schools in Conference USA, and everybody's giddy to play them because you get to, it's a recruiting trip. Now, you know how the game's played. It's a recruiting trip. So that was an interesting story. Again, I'm not going to go over all of it, but it's on USA Today. Georgia spending a lot of money. The expenditures are, are crazy. Wisconsin spent 350000 plus. The lowest on the list. This is their expense. And these are all the public schools. This is what they told the NCAA they spent to recruit football players during the 2017-18 fiscal year. And Wisconsin spending $350,000 plus, that's a percentage change of 36.5% from the 2013 to 18 range. Yeah, it's a, it's a big number. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Uh, back tomorrow. 
For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.